Yo. Here we are. Here we go. Oh. Uh. What you got going, a truly? You son of a bitch. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. Other no. end of the spectrum. Other end of the spectrum. Twisted T, tall boy? No. <laughs> All right. Uh, just a straight up seltzer water? Nope. That nope. is alcoholic. All right. Uh, white Claw? No. No. I, I guess I, I guess you're gonna have to. It is a distinguished beverage. Okay. It has I... won. It has won an award. Oh, back in 1893. Uh could be. Is it? Is it the Pabst Blue Ribbon? It. It is. It is. <laughs> I figure, being in the South in the trash down here, I might as well just drink PBR. Yeah, might as well. Uh, that's, um, let's see. Yeah, I think it, I think it says right on the can, America's best beer in like 1893 or something like that. Yeah. Well, so they got these new, uh, it says we are proud to present Charlie Kendall as one of our winners of the 2019 PBR art competition. Oh, so they went fancy cans like the, like the craft beers. Yeah. It appears to be. Doesn't tell you anything else. It's always been your beer. Now make it your own. So apparently if you can draw, you can make a can for PBR. Oh, look at that. All right. I'm, uh, I'm sipping on a seltzer water. (laughs) Flavored? Flavored. Black cherry. Yeah. How's it taste? Just like seltzer. It's funny, people. By the way, what is this? Episode 31? 31. Yep. All right. Here we go. Um, it's funny when I tell people I drink seltzer, they're like, oh, like White Claw or, or uh, Truly or whatever the other ones are. I'm like, nope, just straight up old fashioned seltzer water. Nope. And they're like, nope, no alcohol in it? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's even more basic. Yeah. I uh I found some really good um non-alcoholic like 0.0 beers though that actually taste like beer. The Heineken's? Those. I've had those a couple times. Um I haven't had this one yet but somebody told me about it. It's my next one I'm going to try. It's uh made by Lagunta's or Lagunta, whatever that yep. one, whatever Lagunitas. that beer company is. And then last Langan- night Langanitas? Yeah. Somebody knows the correct pronunciation. <laughs> you get it. <laughs> um, then I I had one last night. I went to a corporate Christmas party for one of the landscaping companies we deal with, one of the big ones. Yeah. And uh, it's for like their vendors, and it was at the Blackbird Shed Kittery, yeah. which is way too fancy for – well, it's not – I don't want to it's, – it's – I mean, I've only ever been there when I didn't have to pay, basically is what I'm getting at. It is. Um, it's it's expensive. It is very good. 
Yeah. But it's not one of those that you got to feel like you get, really got to dress up. It's kind of... Yeah. It's hipsterish. That's the only problem I have with it. But it's it's like blue-collar hipsterish. It's... I, I guess I'll say it's uh it's lumber sexual, I guess is what the So is do the you, term I don't know if we had started the podcast. Did we cover the conversation that we had when Lee and I went there and the band geek sat next to us? Yes. Yeah. So that Yeah, was we there. talked about that. Oh, that was the band geek? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I could see that now. That makes sense. Yeah. So that's that's your people's. Yeah, yeah, it's not like a CEO dinner type place. Yeah, like, it's very small. It's you know, ve- you're, very tight. tight. Yeah, intimate. I can see like I've I've only been there when it's closed for private events like this, like the one I went to. So it's and and that's tight. You know, the few t- the times that I've been to these these parties there, it's like elbow room. There's never any room standing. I mean, you just you. You're talking to somebody's shoulder blade when you're when you're when you're talking to someone. Yeah. Um, but but last night it wasn't it wasn't too bad. Um, my boss and I went, and uh, it wasn't crowded. Like we posted up right at the end of the bar, right right at the L. Yeah. And um, kind of hung out there and talked to some people. And they had a a non alcoholic beer. I can't. What the hell was it? I, it was some German name, but it was it tasted like a good. Heavy beer, pretty much. I was impressed. Huh. So I had a couple of them and some unbelievably good food. Dude, they're deviled eggs there or something. Oh, dude, speaking of those, they brought out a plate of uh, deviled eggs. They said they were BLT deviled eggs. So they had like a little bit of tomato, a slice of bacon, and like a piece of lettuce garnish on it. Yeah. I Then they set the the platter down in front of me, which was, you know, <laughs> the, the guy, the, the bartender walked them over and set them down. And I was like, I don't know if you ought to keep those there. And, uh, we, <clears throat> I crushed probably five of them before I was like, I moved the, the plate away. So I didn't eat any more. Yeah. And then they brought out a plate of duck poutine. Oh, which, dude, that's fantastic. Oh, it's and so then they, good. They had the grilled cheese with their like fancy creamy tomato soup. Yeah, and they, you know, you dip it in the, in the when they brought it out, the tomato soup was piping hot, so you dip the piece of grilled cheese in it. That was just, I mean, talk about a winter food right there. Oh, grilled cheese and tomato soup. Yeah, I'm I am all in on grilled cheese and tomato soup. It's got to be like Texas toast, though. Yeah, it's got to be like it's you know. Grilled cheese is a, it's an American staple. I, I mean, I don't think I've ever met a person that hasn't, that won't eat grilled cheese. You know what I mean? Uh, them, Unless, with them, them with them lactose intolerances yeah. might not. Well, I, I've just never really met many of them. Maybe I just don't associate with them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like grilled cheese with tomato soup or I've like my mom used to make taco soup with grilled cheese. Which that was always good in the McDougal household, and um, but now like you see all these hipster restaurants making like these gourmet grilled cheese, which I mean I'm not I'm not angry about it. I'll eat a fancy grilled cheese. 
I will too. I just have a hard time paying of twelve dollars for a great cheese. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, well, I'll make good grilled cheeses at home. Get some nice butcher cut bacon, so it's you know slab yeah. bacon, and yep. then put some avocado in there. And I tell you what, if you make grilled cheese at home, little way step it up. Yep. Dip it in barbecue sauce. I've done it. It's it's game changer, really. It really is. It really is. Put a little zip on it for you. Yeah, a little tangy, a little sweet. Then you get the... Have you ever had Carl's Meat Market spicy bacon? Yeah. I could eat that. Three meals a day. It wouldn't bother me. I don't think I'd get sick of it one bit. It's just that good. Um, so how's how's the self? That sucks. Yeah. So it's just I. I was getting annoyed the other day with people driving and people, and then I it took me a minute, and I was like, "Son of a bitch, I'm back in the south." Yeah. I was everything. hoping things had changed. Maybe they listened. Maybe they learned. No, nope, nothing. No. Nope. Still dumb well, as rocks. But everything's everything's a slower pace down there. They just it's just nice and easy, and you know they. I don't know, I don't know how they get anything done. Uh, they well, don't. actually, I know how they get it done. Illegal immigrants, but that's that's a different. That's another podcast for another time. Um, speaking of podcasts, yes, I've sir. been. I've been listening to Jocko. Have you ever heard of him? He's a retired Navy SEAL. He's like a now he's like a motivational speaker, but he has a he's got a podcast. He's buddies with Joe Rogan and stuff like that. I um, heard I have heard him. He does like his main podcast. He had, does a lot of military based interviews. Uh, he's big into Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Um, so they talk a lot about that and <clears throat> but he's interviewed, you know, Vietnam special forces guys and all these guys. But I listened to I went back a ways back in his podcast and I listened to a few with this retired SEAL. Thirty years in the Navy SEALs, this guy did. Jason Gardner is his name. Yeah. So now he's retired and Jocko's also started doing another podcast called Grounded, which it kind of it gets away from the military stuff. It talks about life in general and how you can mix in Brazilian jiu-jitsu and, and stuff like that into your, into your training and you know, just how to stay grounded basically versus all military stuff. Um, and I was listening to one on my way home tonight with, uh, with Jason Gardner and Jocko's assistant or the guy that like his producer or whatever. And they were talking about, um, coaching and how somebody said and the quote was if you ever want to be the best at a sport make sure you spend time in a professional sports locker room before you sign on it was and it was about like coaches yelling at kids yeah which i think that's necessary if you I'm, want to be good you I'm you need to it. be pushed and the reason I, I don't know i've been big into the 
there's no common sense anymore type of thing lately because there isn't. Nah, there's none. It's there's a fantasy world that people fucking think exist, and then there's reality. And when reality smacks them in the fucking face, they can't fucking handle it. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just it's like, what in the world are people thinking? You know, it, it, it's not just young people. No. Well, and so that's someone said something the other day about it, it was uh I was actually I was watching one of Gary V's clips on do you, have you ever listened to him or watched any of his shit? I've heard of him, I haven't watched any of it. Gary Vanderchuk, he's fucking pretty brutally honest and I like some of his stuff, some of his stuff's not real great, but yeah. <laughs> It was someone asking a question about millennials and how to deal with millennials. And he's like, I think everyone should stop bitching about millennials because you know who created this generation? The generation that's bitching about them. So shut the fuck up. This is your <laughs> fucking fault. In a lot of the ways it is. And I don't know what shift, what, what shifted, but like dealing with, you know, dealing with the general public at work. I mean, and you, and you deal with it. I can tell different- you what, ha- you want to know what happened? You What's can't, that? You can't punch someone in the fucking face anymore. <laughs> it, it's honestly true. Yeah, it is. You wouldn't say makes... fucking half the shit you say if you knew someone was going to come around and punch you in the fucking face. You'd shut yep. the fuck up and respect someone. Yeah. And <laughs> even like in what I was getting at was, you know, I've got 70-year-old people coming into the shop and it's just, you know, zero. You know, they like – if I'm going into a place to either drop something off or if I'm going to be getting a service from somebody, I'm going to try to give them as much information as possible. And I think we touched on this a little bit in the last podcast, but I'm going to try to give somebody as much information as possible to make their job easier. But now I've got people coming in to pick up equipment that they dropped off and they don't even think they don't, They'll just come in and say, I'm here to pick up my machine. And that's it. And I have to ask them their name. I have <laughs> to ask them what type of machine it is. <laughs> it's unreal. And it drives me up a wall. And, and unfortunately, I think the only way for me to deal with it is going to be just to try to let it stop bothering me. Because I don't think it's going to change. No, so so the next time someone comes in and they're like, oh, I'm here to pick up my machine, you just look at them and go, go get it. <laughs> I've been kind of, you know, depending on their attitude, because sometimes they're just like, they're arrogant about it. Yeah. And those are the ones I tell, go get it. And when they look at you all confused, be like, well, if you're not going to tell me your fucking name when you ask for your fucking machine, you can go figure out where the fuck to get it and figure out yeah. how to fucking close out the paperwork. So, like, what what I do is I'll, I'll, I'll when they say that, I'll typically, like, leave a long pause, long enough where it almost gets awkward. And then I'm like, and your name? Real slow. Yeah. And they're like, oh, oh. Uh. It's just, how do you... I mean, that that's the equivalent of going into a doctor's office and walking up to the counter and just going, uh... I'm here. On my, yeah, I'm here. I got a cut on my finger. Or... You know, I'm I'm sick. Yeah. Can you fix me? So, but that was my rant for the evening, I guess. <laughs> I got um, I got a I got a 
I've got two genius ideas. What do we got? And we're going to patent these, and we got to figure right. out how to patent them. So I'll, I'll start this off by saying you're going to hear something you probably thought you'd never hear. I'm ready to buy a hybrid. I know. The silence says it all. Um, I'm driving okay. I'm driving a rental hybrid right now. Yeah. And it's phenoms. What kind of what kind of car is it? Ford Fusion. My neighbor's got one of those. Let me tell you. Rides like a dream. Yeah. Fast enough. And I'm getting 40-something miles a gallon. Okay. Don't hate it. All right. However, this brings up... It's got all kinds of technologies in it. Yeah. But it's got the uh, the auto, like, auto speed control when you are uh, have cruise control on. Yeah. Which I sort of don't like because I want to know when I'm running up on someone. Mm-hmm. And then move over instead of like having to really pay attention. Am I still doing 75 or did we slow down to 71 because of the jackass quarter mile ahead of me? Oh, so it automatically slows the car down? Yeah. So it'll right. automatically keep your distance the same between from the car in front of you, which is kind of neat. Like if you don't really care to get somewhere fast, but yeah. I was just having a conversation with another friend of mine about driving and their response was well you you like to drive fast and i was like well yeah because when you enter in the destination the time that is given for your arrival is not that's the time to beat yeah that's the time to beat that's that's automatically i deduct five minutes off that and see if i can beat that yeah um so that's kind of cool but yeah how the fuck they don't have cars that have that feature but on the opposite side where someone gets up your asshole because you're being a douchebag and you're camping in the left lane at 72, the, the car automatically speeds up and then forcefully moves you to the other lane when it deems safe. I guess it can't be the technology can't be that wouldn't be that hard to design because it's already there. It's already there. Do you just, you just have, I mean, I guess the threat would be if it just kept speeding up, which would be kind of hilarious. Yeah. But it should just, you know, bump you up five miles an hour, get you by the fucking person you're camping next to because you're a douchebag. Yeah. And then slide you over. And then the other thing, you know, we've gone through, I mean, my first vehicle was an 89 Cherokee. Yeah. I know you've owned some older past yeah all of them have adapted as like music trends have changed i mean not really so much for the cassettes i guess i mean you had the center console that had cassette holders in it at one point but then you know cd holders and stuff like that like there were cars that had those just built in yeah when is someone gonna put a dash mount built into a dash for a cell phone Somebody's got to do it soon. All these states are putting the the hands-free thing on. Exactly. So why not? Because they're already, like, Toyota, I know, and uh, Ford does it now, too. I think Chevy. I think they all do it. But they've got the wireless charging pads. Yep. 
but you see your fucking my instagram's filled with wireless charging holders yeah so why don't you incorporate the two just like they've done but then put it into the dash so i can just throw my phone up on the dash and it holds it i saw in one of the new dodge pickups one of our customers just bought one of the brand new rams and those have a cell phone holder that you can plug your lightning or your micro USB cable into Mm -hmm. and then set your phone on that (laughs) to charge it. But the trouble Hmm. is if you have any sort of case on your phone, all you have is a cell phone holder. Yeah. (laughs) But like you said, yeah, I mean, that's somebody's got to patent that design and, and get it going. I mean, just make the world a better place. But and the other, uh, uh, do I want to go into this? <laughs> yeah. No. What do you have for weird? I know we've talked about being superstitious, but mainly it was before it was like all sports related and whatnot. Yeah. Which I don't even want to talk about sports right now. No, neither do I. Fuck this Dave. Is... What's that? Fuck Dave. Portnoy. No. No. Oh. Oh, yeah. Did you like my response to him? <laughs> I did. <laughs> oh, fucker. But, yeah, we're done with sports. This is going to be a sports-free podcast. I'm sorry. I just can't handle it right now. But what do you have for other su- weird superstitions? Ah, dude, that's open so it th- up. I thought of one the other day that I've had forever, and I, I, I don't know. It's just something. I don't have my wife in my phone as a favorite. Yeah, I don't... I have my... I actually don't have any favorites in my phone. I have, like, the original ones from when I set up my phone. Like, if I look at my favorites, it's Chad, Jeremy, Parents, Lane, and you. Yeah. That's it. And, like... But I've traditionally never... It's it goes back to like high school or college, where it was like anytime I'd start dating a girl, add her to you know favorites was a big deal or like yeah, you know quick dial, top five friends in your MySpace. Yeah, anytime fucking you put someone there, then shit goes to hell. Yeah. So I just never added the wife. Yeah, I. Uh... Oh man, I've got. I've got a mile long list of superstitions slash idiosyncrasies slash borderline OCD bullshit that like I, I have to put on. Well, I'll start with this on the cell phone thing. I don't have any favorites in my phone, but I have um, like my wife listed as my emergency contact in the SOS thing. Yeah. Like, so if I ever trip and fall and my phone senses it, it'll automatically call her and my boss. Yeah. Because most likely if I trip and fall, there's a good chance it's going to be at work and my boss will need to find me from whatever (laughs) hole I fell into. Uh, (laughs) And then um, my another one is I have to put on my right shoe first. And then I do my left shoe and it's the same thing when I put on my socks, my right one has to go on first and then my left one pants the same way. Yeah. Right leg first, left leg. It's, it's just, 
I, I don't know. I've just always done it that way. And now at this point, I think about it when I do it every time. So I don't want to change it just because, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to blame. I don't, I don't want anything bad to happen. So I have that to, I don't know. It's just one of my things. And then I, it, it goes all the way down to the way I sleep at night with my pillows it's I've got certain pillows for for certain like because my hips and my legs are so jacked up I yeah. have to I have two regular size pillows that I sleep with underneath my knees because I sleep on my back most of the time and then on top of those I have two like small couch pillows that I stole from my wife five years ago and I put those under each knee. So I've got a total of four pillows underneath my knees. Why don't you just get bigger pillows? Uh, I, I like thought one, about it, one... but now, but now I've just got, I'm, I'm so in on these pillows. I don't want to, I don't want to get rid of them. I don't want new, I don't want different pillows. Oh, dude, I'm fucked up like a soup sandwich. I get it. I can, I, I can, I can relate though because I think I still have the same down pillow. My wife hates them. I've had the and same I, pillows, like the pillows that sleep under my head. I've had a, a long time. Like, yeah, they're I, they're bad. No, they're fucking perfect, is what they are. Yeah, they're they're perfect in my eyes, but in my wife's eyes, they. I mean, I'm surprised she hasn't just pulled the trigger on getting rid of them. <laughs> um, and then now, now those are going to go missing. Yeah, that's right. what, that's what's going to fill out the voodoo doll she's building. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to use. <laughs> she's going to use my old pillows. Yeah. Um, and then this is this is a real humdinger. So I have the pillows I sleep with under my head. It, it I'll, and I'll start with this before I tell you the humdinger. You know, you sleep with one pillow under your head, or do you use two? Uh depends actually. Okay. I so I have a three pillow rotation. All right. Uh, one to two are dedicated to getting shoved down behind the bed. Okay. To fill the void, and then one or two is under the head. All right. So I have, I have two pillows underneath my head. I have one pillow filling the void in between the bed and the wall. Mm-hmm. Here's the humdinger. And you know, for a long time after I moved out of my parents' house and had my apartment, and then moved in into my boss's garage like his garage room there for a while <clears throat> i <clears throat> i had a tough time finding the right elevation of my head yeah with, with the pillows so i had two pairs of old pants that didn't fit me anymore so those became essentially the third pillow underneath my head 
Two and pairs I, of pants. Two pairs of pants, side by side, on the bed, one pillow, second pillow. So, there it is. It's on the table. That's You still, to this day, have the same two pairs of pants? Well, this coming hunting, this past hunting season... I wanted to get a pair of camouflage pants and one of those pairs of pants that didn't fit were camouflage, but I had lost a bunch of weight. So I tried them on and they fit. So I took that pair out of the rotation out of off, off. I, I took it out of the game. So now the angle of the dangle is truly different. It is, but I've gotten used to it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So so basically for the past 10 years, I've been sleeping with these two same pairs of pants underneath my pillows. And now I've only got one, which is, and I sleep, in the way, I mean, the way I looked at it is I sleep with my head in the center of the pillow. So I took the pair of pants that the, still the lone pair just moved it to the center. So I still get the same Feeling. Oh, so they were side by side. They weren't stacked on top of each other. Correct. They were side by side. So you maintain the same angle. Just with just, one. Just distributed in, in strictly the middle. Correct. So there it is. That's pretty fucked up there, pal. Yeah, dude. It's. Yeah. I, uh. I'm a weird cat, man. My so wife speaking... my wife was talking to this about her girls at work. Like, and I'm very, and you know this, you've known me a very long time. I, I, change bothers me. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Like certain, like if my normal deviates, I get anxious about it. Which isn't, it's not healthy. I'll admit it. No. I have a I have a tough time with it and I've and I've gotten better with it. It depends on what's changing is really the level in which bothers me. Yeah. And like I can also then stand to have something different for a while. Yeah. Until one day something just snaps and I'm just like, Nope, no more. <laughs> We're going back to the old way. Yeah. Like I'll like for a long time I would always put my wallet, knife, whatever was in my pocket, in my hat on the corner of my desk. Yeah. Well, then I started to get a bunch of shit piled on there and with kids and the wife and everyone else. The desk got quite messy. So then I was bringing it upstairs. Well, then there was like one morning that I forgot like to grab my wallet or something. Yeah. And that, that afternoon was like, nope, cleaning the whole desk off. We're going back to square one. We're starting this over again. This yeah. was working. But. Yeah, I like even at work. <clears throat> um, we did a couple years ago. We did some rearranging at the rear counter, and we we moved the counter forward and over to make the aisle by that small door on the side of the building a yep. little bit wider. And then we put up some display racks with stuff on it. I was having an extremely hard time with the change that was going to happen by moving that counter. Like it was bothering me. 
and then removed it, and I fell in love with it. Yeah, now it's you can actually walk by there. It's actually kind of yeah. nice. And I'm closer to the phone and stuff like that, and I, and I can see up the the front, of, like, that wall better. Yeah. And now I've thought about, like, if they ever moved it back, how it, how how much it would screw me up. You know, so once the change happens, typically I'm I'm all right with it. You but resist it for like a week, and then it's just like, all right, can't change this. Yeah, and I and I and I just get used to it. But you know, like I'm <laughs> even like down. And this isn't now. I'm getting way off of superstitions, but like the clothes I wear, like the I like a certain type of Carhartt pants that I don't want different pants. I don't want to try different brands that are similar. <clears throat> I just want the ones I have and the ones I like and the ones I'm used to. And car well, so the weird thing to me is car hearts are weird. Some in of them the, are. In the fact that different colors fit differently. Yes. I agree. Like I have I have a green pair on now and I have a blue pair that are the same style pants. But my green pair stays up better than yeah. my blue pair. Blue pairs are big. So I I have blue, green, tan, and then jean material, jean <laughs> style. Yeah. All in the exact same pant style. Yeah. Just different colors. The tan ones are when I'm feeling skinny. The blue ones are when I'm feeling fat. The green ones are just every day. And the jeans are normal. It's yeah. like, but I mean, the difference between the blue and the tan is like a good inch. Yeah. It's weird. It's, it's fucked up. So I stick to the colors that I like because I know those ones fit fairly well. And now that so I've the, lost a bunch of weight, it's a motherfucker to keep my pants up. The other problem I have with Carhartt is that they sell everything in the same four colors. Yeah. And I am a I am a person that I can I hate matching head to toe. Unless it's camouflage. Yeah. I will not wear tan pants and a tan jacket. Okay. Will not do it. You See, look that like does, a that dog. doesn't bother me. Nope. Not gonna happen. <laughs> and it doesn't even matter if it's not Carhartt stuff. Like I've yeah. got an FR sweatshirt. Every sweatshirt I own that's fire retardant that I can wear at work is dark blue. Yeah. Well, if it's been a little time on the road, guess what are the only things fitting? The blue car hearts. So now I'm screwed and can't wear a sweatshirt. <laughs> or I got to squeeze my ass into the fucking goddamn tan fucking car hearts. See, I don't, I, I don't match. Like, like we've talked about in the last podcast, I'm a vest guy. My vest is brown, which pretty much, for the most part, goes with anything else I wear. So I'm kind of covered on the breakup. But I do have a green Carhartt sweatshirt that I don't like to wear when I have my green Carhartt pants on. Because then I just, I look like a, I look like an army surplus truck. Yeah. Oh, that's what I got fucking. I do have a bright orange sweatshirt, which I've been wearing for two days, but. Yeah. Yeah. But going back to the beds. Yeah. So I wrote this down to my phone. It's funny you brought it up. When you get into bed, 
and that first time you really settle in, yeah, you can never match and capture that first settle. Like if you got to get up, like if you forget like a phone or if you forget to turn a light off or if you forget fucking take a leak before bed or something, yeah. you got to get up out of bed after that first time you lay down. You will never touch that level of comfort. It's it's impossible to. It's just there's something about being able to just crawl into bed, roll up, and then if uh, there's times where like I'll open my eyes and be like, I forgot to shut off like lights somewhere. I'm like, well, we're paying extra this month. I don't <laughs> fucking shit. Not not worth it. Yeah, my my go to move if that's the case is if Mandy's still awake, I'll ask her to go do it, or like if if the door needs to be locked or if I need like a bottle of water or something because I don't want to get up because I'm in that, I'm in the zone. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. Like, or it's... like a couple times that she'll hang me for saying this. I, uh, I'll mention, did you lock the door? And of course then she starts thinking about it. So she'll get up and go check to see if the door's locked. And I'll be like, Oh, while you're up, can you grab me a, a bottle of water or yeah. you... oh, I didn't mean to make you get up but since you are up uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I could use a bottle of water maybe you know dim the lights a little bit out there and, yeah can uh, you uh, also get me a slice of pie as well yeah you... make sure my lunch is made for tomorrow that'd be great yeah <laughs> I like yeah I have a routine when I get into bed like I make sure before I even lay down, I make sure my pillows are squared away. My head pillows are squared away. And then I sit down on the edge of the bed and I get my, because I wear one of those CPAP machines. Yeah. I make sure that's filled with water. Like it needs to be, um, make sure the hose is tangled. And then I put that on, I set my alarms and then I swing myself into bed and I, and you just get into that, that position and you're like, ah, oh. yeah, it's fucking the nighttime. Well, then I typically stare at my phone for a half an hour, which I know I shouldn't, but I do. And then I turn on Pandora and fall asleep. Well, it's also cause you're going to bed at eight 30. So, <laughs> Hey, I stayed up. Uh, Saturday night. I was, in, I was up until midnight. What? Yeah. How, how late did you sleep on Sunday? Till eight. Yeah. 7:38. And then Yeah, I was I was we were we were out Christmas partying. You know what? You know what the guy who doesn't drink got for a Yankee swap gift? Booze? Yeah, a bottle of Fireball. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't even be something good. Well, the f- funny story about that is is I uh so I went and picked picked my first gift. It was a pair of wire strippers somebody brought. So, pair of wire strippers. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it was a shop Christmas party, so a bunch of mechanics. Yep. Yeah, but all right. I have a feeling somebody got it in a bargain bin at Home Depot or something. But whatever. Um, so one of the guys had one of the other guys had opened a bottle. It was a a gift set of it was a fifth of gentleman jack with a um with like a mixer for yeah. like a pour or whatever 
<clears throat> so I was like, well, I'll do a little Christmas shopping for my father-in-law while I'm here. And I was high. I was a high number. Like I was one of the last ones. So I, I took that and everything's looking good. You know, I'm, I'm the last person to pick, took it. And, um, so I ended up opening, it was a bottle of fireball, a poop emoji dartboard. So you get these little Velcro poop emojis. Yeah. I got you that. You throw them in a dartboard. Yeah. I got that and uh, some aerosol fart spray that smells like farts. So, yeah. So you ended up with that. Yeah. So I'm going to give the fireball away and give my give our nephew the dartboard and the fart spray. That's perfect. Yeah. So and to make sure that it is kept at his father's house and not ours. Nice. No. Yeah. So. But <clears throat> and then yeah, Christmas parties all weekend. Had uh, Mandy's family Christmas party Saturday afternoon, shop Christmas party Saturday night. She's a busy uh, man, huh? Yeah, I was busy. Then Sunday, what did we do Sunday? We woke up, hung around the house for a little while, and then went to Lowe's. Went and picked picked up a buddy snowblower to bring to the shop for Monday. And then watch TV on the couch with the wife in the afternoon. Nice, nice little Sunday. Yeah, it was a busy day. Went over to the in-laws for a little while. That's why we had to go to Lowe's. We got tube sand for them for their buckets for their driveway. Oh, good. Yeah. And I realized I hate Lowe's. Lowe's Lowe's is like the... uh, How do I put this nicely? It's the bougie Home Depot. Yeah, it's like the JV Home Depot. But it's like the... It's not the JV. It's like the... It's a fake home improvement store. Yeah. Like, it's... Well, it no. So, you know what it is? It's the bolt-on of home improvements. All right. Whatever. It's like, you know, talk about built, not bought cars and shit. Yeah. And so you got guys that can just order parts and go to Amazon and fucking outfit their cars with everything they need, but it's all bolt-on stuff. Or yeah. you have a guy that, you know, is doing welding. And... Yeah, I just, I'm not a big fan of the Lowe's. I'd much rather go to Home Depot, but Lowe's is closer. So that's why we went there. But I mean, that. I always peruse the power tool aisle. They've always got, they have the name brand stuff. Well, yeah, most part, I mean, but they got crap. And then I always, now. yeah. And then I always like to look at the, the power equipment stuff and they got Arians has got an EFI snowblower. Really? Yeah. I couldn't, they had plates over like the electronics on it. So I wanted, I wanted, I almost went and got a screwdriver to take the plate off so I could see, if it's like an old style throttle body setup, like they used to have on the early EFI Chevys and stuff. Yeah. To see if that was how it worked. But I figured my wife would probably choke me if I went and 
took a screwdriver from the screwdriver section and brought it to the power equipment section to take apart a snowblower. I don't, I don't, be reasonable. You do. Yeah. But our wives wouldn't. Ah, uh, I think mine would just roll her eyes and just walk away from me. Mine would I, probably, I mine would probably go get store security and have me escorted out of the building. <laughs> but, uh, excuse me, sir. You need to uh, come with us. I was hoping there was somebody in the power equipment section that needed a little, you know, advice. I always like talking to those people. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not real happy with the whole snowblower situation right now. Let me tell you. <laughs> Neither am I. Trust me. I bent the shit out of mine and put it back together, and now it doesn't. Now it's clogging up again. It just it hit something hard. She bogs right down. She's not throttling up. I just I don't know what's wrong with it. Not happy, and didn't have time to really fix it before I left. So yeah. Well, luckily it's supposed to rain for the next eighteen days. It seems like. Yeah, so why don't you all get your backlog down and I can drop a piece of shit off. Actually, if you can get it to us, it's not too long right now. We're doing pretty well. The guys are actually cranking. Cranking to get stuff done, which is good. I I, I fear that the center bearing is gone. On the back? Yeah. Or on the back of the housing or in the, the gearbox itself? Back of the housing. That one's no big deal. I mean, no. other than having to split the unit. Which is, is a... not hard, but I just fucking did it. <laughs> <laughs> just did the bearing? No. Well, I did the bearing last year. But I think that maybe driving a movable scraper or the the yes. live scraper edge into the um, entire fucking thing probably yeah. didn't help anything. Yeah. Good chance. Would be would be my guess, but I didn't have time to look at it. I was already pissed off and stressed out for leaving because I had no clue of what's going on down here. Yeah, and I knew I was walking into an absolute and utter shit show, which I am a hundred percent correct with. <laughs> um, but it's sort of it's 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 on par. It's on yeah. brand. But well, at just, least you know you were walking into it. Yeah. Yeah, my own. It just, just fucking, yeah. Leaving before Christmas was not exactly what I wanted to do, but. Yeah. How long are you down there for? Oh, next Friday, fly home. Friday or Saturday. Yeah, that's home a for job. Hol- home for the holidays. And yeah. then back, back down here for another two to three weeks after Jesus. the holidays. But the good thing is, is it sounds like I once I get home from this trip on next week, I don't won't be coming back till the New Year's. Yeah, which means that's plenty of time to get in the last couple weeks of sea duck hunting and yeah. duck hunting. Which, speaking of which, your boy could be famous. I heard. Want to tell us about that story? Yeah. So. Uh, Rolled in, hunting down in Hampton Harbor. Um, well, not in Hampton Harbor, but in Hampton. 
out yeah. in the marshes there. Met some guys in the morning. They hadn't really been there before. Kind of talked to them about their plan, seeing where they were going, kind of formulating my plan. Yeah. Realized we're not going to be close to each other. No worries. They're headed one direction. We're going a completely separate direction. Yeah. So off we go. I'm sitting there and uh, I can see where they're set up. They're, they're a ways away, but glass them, see where they are. I can tell they're picking up. So I'm like, well, when they leave, hopefully they push some whatever birds are hanging out still. So we're just sitting there hanging out. They get back to the boat ramp. So didn't move any birds. Like, all right, we shot four already. Like, all right, let's pick up. So we start picking up. Finally get the boat, you know, decoys picked up, boat put away, or blind put away, everything loaded loaded up, ready to roll. We start crossing back across. We get back to the boat launch. This has been now like probably 30 to 45 minutes Yeah, since they hit the launch. They're still, like, they pulled the boat up off of the ramp. But, yeah. like, they're, like, at the top of the ramp still messing around with stuff. And I'm like, what are they? And, like, they were, like, actively doing it. It's not like they were just, like, sitting there waiting for to get back to shoot the shit or anything. Yeah. I'm like, man, whatever. So we pull in, hop off the boat, leave the boat down on the ramp, go up. I'm, and I'm walking up the ramp to go get to my truck. And in comes fucking Captain Green Jeans. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, boy. And then... Right behind him, like trying to catch up to him, is a blacked out Escalade. And I'm like, right. well, that's weird. And then one of the guys that was with me had to leave like right away. Like we had already been out past when he was supposed to be at brunch with the wife, which I yeah. promptly brought up what I've always kind of said, which is you don't make plans within two hours of any time in which you could be done hunting. Yeah. Which is basically afternoon. So yeah. I'm like, you know, whatever, man. Like, yeah, we'll get you back there eventually. Um, and uh, so he's like, hey, that's the uh, Northwoods Law truck. Huh. Or, um, he's like, he's got cameras in his truck with him. And I'm like, oh, boy. Like, this is, it's freezing balls cold. It was yeah. like, you know, four degrees outside, five. It was between five and ten degrees in the morning. Yeah, and I'm like, oh great, this is just what I want to do. So he, the green jeans went over to the other guy first, and then came over to us afterwards. And the thing that I like, it was fine. We everything was legal. He just asked for licenses and checked the guns. Yeah, and like. But it was one of those, it's not the first time I've been checked and kind of expected it, obviously, once I saw him and he was talking to the other group. So, like, yeah. he came over to us. I had already had uh, the guy I was hunting with and myself both had guns on cases opened up, laid out right there. All the birds were just laid right there. And I was in the process of getting my hunting license out, which I keep in my waders, which is just a terrible place for it. Yeah. Or underneath my waders, but... Yeah, so they videotaped the whole thing. He came over, looked at my license. I I inadvertently handed or showed him the wrong duck stamp, and he just said, yeah, okay. I had two with me. I had yeah. last year's and this year's. I didn't realize it until I was putting my license away. I was like, and I stopped him. I was like, hey, I'm sorry. I showed you the wrong duck stamp. 
And he was like, what? I was like, yeah, I showed you last year's duck stand. <laughs> and he was like, oh, okay. But the thing that fucking got me about the whole interaction is like, so New Hampshire has a, you have to have a boater safety license. Yeah. Like you have to get a license to drive a boat in the state, which is stupid. But I have it. Didn't ask about it. <laughs> Didn't ask anything about boat registration or anything. Didn't even ask like to look at the boat. Like, safety wise, not just safety wise, but like bird wise. Yeah, like there's two huge bags of decoys in there. There's, you know, four bunks on the boat where stuff could have been like put away. Like, not that I'm gonna do that, but I was yeah. talking to Ian about it. I'm like, man, we could have shot, you know, whatever we wanted for birds and just left them in the boat, and he wouldn't have said anything. I'm like, yeah. That's kind of... And especially with like, with the camera crew there, like if he thought, I don't know, maybe we just didn't look sketchy enough to like, for him to want to poke and prod and it was cold out. But yeah, then after he's done and we talked and talked about a couple things and then nothing bad, just like shooting the shit. And then he walks away and goes back to his truck and one camera goes with him and one camera stayed with us and then the producer from Northwoods Law comes over, or whatever he was. I think he's a producer. Yeah. And he's like, can you guys, uh, you know, do you mind signing the form or anything? I'm like, no, I mean, I don't care. Like, sure. And uh, Ian's like, so what's it like when you get someone that just got, you know, citations? Like, <laughs> he's like, how does that conversation go? He's like, uh. I'm like, man, that's got to be a tough little conversation. Be like, oh. You just lost your truck, your tr- your gun, your hunting privileges for the next five to ten years. And, uh, yeah, can you sign this release form for me? <laughs> like, yeah. And he, was, he just kind of, like, laughed it off. I'm like, man, I, I would not want to be in your shoes. Yeah, that's got to be tough. Yeah. That's, um, I never got... The last time I had an interaction with a game one was that time we were fly fishing in in North Berwick and York. Oh, when he showed you how to fly fish? Yeah, when he came over and casted, was like, "There's a fish right there," and then walked off. Yeah, that was uh, phenomenal. I'll never forget. <laughs> he just picked up your rod. Like, I forget what you were I, doing. You're struggling with something, and he just like picked it up and just ripped it like sixty yards, and you were just like, "You motherfucker!" Yeah. I'm glad it wasn't on camera. Yeah, but no, it was. Uh, I mean, I don't. I've never had a problem getting stopped. I'd rather. No. I'd rather see people out there. I mean, just for the education and yeah, no doubt. Fuck, we're paying for you. I mean, unlike I don't think I talked about this. I ran into one the other day. I ran into a federal warden the other day. Yeah. Uh. Not two days ago, Sunday, but a week and two days ago. Yeah. Federal warden in Maine on a Sunday, just sitting in his truck in the middle of, I mean, he had no business being, but I mean, not that he didn't have any business, but there's nothing out where he was. Yeah. He was right by my house down a road that is maybe traveled by on average 10 cars a day. Like, (laughs) It's only houses out there. It's a it's a dead end road. Yeah. 
and he was I had to run out there for something else and I was picking up some stuff from um my aunt's house and I saw him and I was like so I like I pulled up next to him and I was like hey how are you doing he's like good I'm like slow day huh <laughs> like and like after I said it I'm like you're a fucking idiot you just put a target on your back to get yeah. fucked with when he sees you hunting and uh he's like yeah you know with no hunting in Maine on Sundays I was like yeah uh, I'm aware <laughs> like I wanted to be like, that's why the fuck I'm, you know, kind of making fun of you. You're, you're literally wasting my money. Yeah. Federal war. Why the hell aren't you in New Hampshire? Exactly. Federal warden, you know, great Bay. I like, and that was the thing is I hunted in Sunday on Sunday in New Hampshire. Yeah. And I'm like, great Bay was slammed with boats. Like, why would you not just be over there? Sitting at a ramp, doing the same thing, sitting on your phone, doing nothing. Yeah. And just wait for guys to show up and just say whatever. He's the same guy that asked me. It's the same one that was with the New Hampshire warden the last time I saw him. And when he pulled up to me and I was on a boat ramp in Maine and he goes, are we in Maine and New Hampshire? And I just looked at him and I was like, uh, Maine. And he's <laughs> like, okay. And turned around and walked away. And I was just like. What the fuck was that about? Like, yeah, no fucking. Hey, how are you? Just where I? What state am I in? Like, huh, I don't know. I'm about to stay to go fuck yourself. <laughs> Why does it matter? You're federal. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know if it had to do with because he was with the main the New Hampshire guy and he didn't trust him. That it. I, I don't know. It was wild. But. No, I don't have a problem with the wardens. They can come check me anytime. Yeah, if you're, you should. I mean, why have a problem with them if you're doing everything legally? Exactly. And I mean, I've actually a few guys will talk about spots where they have busted people or seen people shooting birds. And it's like, yeah. oh, never, never thought to go there. Thanks, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll go check that out. Like, yep. no problem. Why not? But yeah, I just. It was a good morning, but hopefully make it on the show. Doubt I will. You never know. I don't even know, I don't even know when, like, It'll I know they air next fall. I yeah, I know. So, I almost, I, I, want, I bet I it will be a, email. I, did you give him your email? No, just a oh. cell phone number, but I didn't get one from them, but I want to send them an email. Oh, like, okay. hey. You fuckers are recording now. When's this stuff gonna air? I bet. I bet. I'll bet you it'll be this time next year. Probably. Yeah. Because they'll, they'll, you know, it'll be towards the end, uh, towards the end of hunting season, you know, regular deer hunting season. So now they're moving down towards the coast and and stuff like that. Yeah, I so. mean the episodes are just coming out now. Like I don't know if they. If they take a year to do them, or if it's a, I think I think the new season always starts in like late summer, early fall. Yeah, the new season's like on right now. Yeah, it's, it's on Animal Planet. Yeah, so I just don't know if they're like looking for filler stuff because they didn't. I don't know. <laughs> well, that'll but be yeah, cool. He the cameraman was focusing. I've got a duck head, a plastic duck head on my boat. Yeah on the bow as like my little maiden 
It was a decoy yeah. I ended up breaking one day, and then I just zip-tied a duck head to the boat because it was funny. Yeah. But he was, like, zooming in on that while we were standing there. I'm like, well, that'd be cool if that made it. I don't care if anything else does. It'll it'll be neat to it'll be neat to see how they how they portray like leading up to the scene, like how they edit it in. You know yeah. what I mean? Because you know how sometimes it's like they play stuff up, and it's TV. Obviously, it's not all it's reality, but it's it's also made for TV. Yeah. To a point. So it'll be neat. So I, was, they... I, I was hoping they're going to be like, so can we arrest you? Just yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, that's what, uh, I don't know if you remember, like, McComas talking about uh, on Heartland Radio's podcast. Yeah. Talking about when he had cops with, the, uh, like, the TV show cops. Yeah. Rode along with him. And, like, he arrested, like, this huge guy that was all fucked up. And they're like, so can you take the handcuffs off him and uh, put them back on? Because they weren't, like, with him. They were, like, with his department. <laughs> like, they rushed to the scene where he was, but he, the, the dude was already in custody. And they're like, can you uh, take the handcuffs off him and... Uh, do that again. Do that again. And he's like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, this dude almost killed me. <laughs> no. I'm sure he'll comply a second time. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ, people. You have to wonder if they do that a lot on those shows. Because I know a guy that one of the one of, another small engine dealer in the state of Maine was on a hunting show for a moose hunt. And so they they shot the moose like the first day yeah. of the hunting season. And then for like the next five days they went out and shot scenes of him like walking through the woods and stuff because basically they weren't able to get the actually they they were able to get like the after the shot part yeah but like they had to do shoots of him holding up the gun and firing it because they weren't able to get the actual shot on camera so they had to like make it happen yeah i just i don't agree i don't know it's kind of crazy how that stuff works when you see the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. Well, it's like uh, we were talking about, you know, camera crews going with like, like how much these guys must love it. Like they're just riding around going to boat ramps, like as opposed to like trying to go find deer hunters in the woods. and Yeah, like the lost yeah. hikers and shit where they got to climb up a freaking yeah. mountain. Yeah. Could like this imagine? one, they're like, okay, it'll be cold for 15 minutes, but we're just literally standing outside on pavement. Like, yeah. It's not like, it's, oh, we have a lost hiker on Mount Washington. Yeah. We got to go find them. <laughs> we got to go hike Mount Washington today. Hope you brought some good gear with you, boys. Yeah, fuck Which, that. I mean, audio video people normally aren't known for their outdoors proudness. Yeah. Well, although they're all hippies now, so they like a good hike and a craft beer every now and then. Yeah, but you can't imagine that they're buying the gear good enough to go sit out there for 10 hours like every every deer hunter is there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <clears throat> buying L.L. Bean instead of buying, like, Sitka, Sitka waders and yeah. jackets and whatever. No doubt. Um, what else is going on? 
I'm watching right now on the in the background. I've got Shooter on. Oh, I love classic. that. Yeah, it's just such a good movie. Bob Lee Swagger. Yeah, he's a man. But I'd like to see a sequel of that with him just living like his life or whatever. Yeah, like they. Yeah, like after you know what happened after he left in that in that car. You know? Oh, which brought up another point, another thing I wanted to talk about. If you could pick a movie house, what house do you pick? Pick a movie house? What house am I picking? Does it have to be a movie or can it be a TV show? Garrett? Uh-oh. Hello? Did we experience some technical difficulties? You still there? Oh, boy. I think we're back. I'm back. Okay. I don't know what happened. Uh, anyway, movie we left off. Yeah, does it have to be a movie or can it be a TV show? A TV show, sure. Fuck it. Um, I'm all in on the Yellowstone Ranch in Yellowstone. Okay. In Montana, it's he basically owns the most land in Montana for one person to own like it borders the Yellowstone National Park and he's just a badass yeah so that's what I want I can appreciate that I would have to go with the house the final house in blow yeah yeah that's that's a good one but then, or, like, also, oh, go ahead. Or, like, the first house he gets in blow, like, the one he thinks he's made it, and then... Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that movie. Or even in Shooter, like, the house where he kills those dudes in the end. Yeah, in Montana there. Yeah, that's a sweet house. So, anything like that. I want to be like you. You hear in these movies, like how they talk about, or not like you just hear in real life, you know, out in Montana, Wyoming, where you know it's it's a five mile drive to the neighbor's house. Yeah, that would just be so badass. I definitely went by some of those in the old Idaho. I bet. I bet. And I'm sure when you were out working in Kansas and stuff years ago, it was the same way. And this place, yeah. I mean, this place is like that in rural Maine too, but like up in the county. Yeah, but it's more impressive out there because you can see it. Mm-hmm. Like you can see the neighbor's house five miles away. It's like, huh, yeah, you're way over there. I heard somebody talking about like how flat it is in the Midwest and or out west, and they're like, your dog can run away, and you can watch him for four days. <laughs> you know, just dog takes off and he can watch it run away for four days. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I don't think we got any answers to our listener question. We got a couple. Did we? Yeah. I did. I haven't checked it since I've been home. Um, give me one second. I got them right here. Nope, wrong. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, your wife said baking cookies with my cousins and mom. All right. Could have summed that up with family. <laughs> this is true. Uh, one of our friends from the Keys responded with sail fishing in the morning. Yeah, sons of bitches. <laughs> yeah, that that sounds pretty rough. Yeah, and then someone, uh, Sophie something, responded with spending time with extended family on Christmas Eve. Kids track Santa online and a Yankee swap. All right. I only have one tradition. And it's a tradition that will never stop. And even if they take the movie offline, I will go find it and fucking play it. Six o'clock-ish on Christmas Eve, A Christmas Story hits the TV and And does not stop until I go to bed. All right. You're going to hang me for this. Go fuck yourself if you don't like this movie. And off I will fuck. Yeah. A Christmas Story is the greatest Christmas movie ever to be made. That's a hard no for me. Okay, what do you got? Fucking Nightmare on Elm Street? No, Christmas Vacation. No. Na- National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That's my all-time favorite Christmas movie. No, wrong. The Santa There's. I'm just saying there's movies out there that are better than A Christmas Story. No. My wife's shaking her head at me right now. She doesn't agree. She agrees with you. Oh, huh. I can't stand that movie. Seems like a couple people are right here and one person's very wrong. Well, it's all opinions. Uh, no, no, no. Is, it is not facts. There's better Christmas movies and there's other Christmas movies other than Christmas or a Christmas story. I don't doubt that there are other Christmas movies. There is not a Christmas movie that sums up every red-blooded child's dream. Like uh, that movie. The, the Santa Claus? Two. A Red Rider BB gun? It's 2019. You can't like those anymore. Yeah, you can. It's a baby gun. <laughs> but I, I'm just not a big fan of a Christmas story, and I hate how it takes away my TBS on Christmas. That's the best part about it. It's the only good thing on TBS. Hard disagree for me on that. What else is on TBS? That's good? Yeah. They play all sorts of movies. On yeah, I'm waiting for one. Uh, American Sniper was on there, but it's on there all the time. Um, the Big Bang Theory is on there. Uh, Seinfeld, Friends. I've kind of fallen out of love with Seinfeld. Really? Yeah, 
There's just so many better shows. There is, but that's just like growing up. That was uh, I was raised on Seinfeld, so I I, I enjoy it. Um, so Christmas tradition for me nowadays, it's I like I really enjoy waking up Christmas morning with my wife, and it's at this point it's just us. Someday it'll be kids. Um, but it's, it's nice to have, like, we're starting our own traditions as, and stuff like that. But when I was a kid, it was always my mom and my grandmother would do a, like a, a Saturday where they would bake a whole bunch of Christmas cookies and stuff like that for the family Christmas party. That was always Christmas Eve. Yeah. Which was always a, I always enjoyed the the hell out of that. That was always a good time. Extended family got together and stuff. So, and this brings me to another thing about Christmas. Um, Mandy's family versus my like my family, like my yeah. side of the family. <clears throat> they're uh, they're huggers, and I was talking to one of her cousins on at on Saturday at the party like explaining the difference between my family and and her family. And because she was like, you, your family doesn't hug a lot. I'm like, no. She goes, really? I was like, I can count on both hands how many times I've hugged my mother, let alone my third cousin. And Mandy's like, some of the family members will tell you it takes a half an hour to show up. And an hour to leave because you got to say goodbye to everybody. And then you got to, you got to say hello to everybody. And then you got to say goodbye to everybody. And if you don't, I try to pull an Irish goodbye, but never works out. Now you got to find a good time to leave. Well, we were lucky this time because we had to get out of there to get to my Christmas party for the shop. Yeah. So we were able to kind of ski daddle. But that was Was that all we had was those those couple? Those were the only answers. Well, it's better than nothing. <clears throat> I uh we don't really have much of family traditions. No. Around the Christmases. I mean <clears throat> It was always like, well, it depended on who was home and if my father was home or if he wasn't home. And then, yeah, were we traveling? Were we going somewhere? I don't know. At this point, with kids, it's like, well, you can't be anywhere but home on Christmas morning at this yeah. point. <clears throat> That's true. Which is also. I also neglected to really relish in the fact of how awesome it was hunting on Christmas morning. Oh, I look that that I I remember doing that with you guys what one time and that was awesome. Yeah, can't do that anymore. I got to be home for stockings and Santa. Oh, and, that's right. So, but we'll get back there eventually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the so, I mean, Christmas Eve now has turned into 
I'm a big procrastinator. I don't like to do stuff until it. I got a gun to my head to get it done. <laughs> so it's normally spent watching a Christmas story until the kids go to bed. And then me watching a Christmas story until I realize I haven't wrapped anything. And then go upstairs to our bedroom, put on a Christmas story again in our bedroom, and continue wrapping presents until Santa Claus comes and I got to be in bed. Yeah. Now, what time do girls wake up on Christmas? Oh, it it depends. Last year, last year Liv was sleeping hard and Corinna had no idea what was going on. Yeah. She's barely two. This year, I feel like, is probably the first year where, like, Olivia's full bore, like, wide open Santa. And Corinna's also, like, she's ready. Yeah. And... So I have a feeling it might be a very, very early morning. Yeah. And that'll be fun. Yeah. It is awesome. Like it having kids actually made me like like Christmas. Yeah. I never liked Christmas. I still really don't like Christmas. Um I just I don't know. It's it's just too much shit. It's yeah. I, it starts too early, first of all. And then it's just so psychotic. Christmas shopping is just miserable. Thank God for Amazon. Yeah. Um, I think we did. We sat down the other night and. Which we finally got smart. We used to have two Amazon accounts and pay for two separate Amazon Prime accounts. We're, we're now condensed to one. There you go. Yeah. But so we sat there. Both on our phones, sitting, you know, 10 feet away and just adding stuff to the cart and just being like, all right, go check the cart. You like that? Yep. And then just like we just did the whole cart, got it to where we wanted it. And we we're like, all right, perfect. Christmas shopping's done for the kids. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, you know, I'll still get some stuff like while I'm down here. Just I'll, I always bring something small home, but yeah, look for something here. Tell you what, went to a Cracker Barrel yesterday for lunch. Yep. Dude, those gift shops are out of this world. They got some cool shit in those gift shops. When's when's the last time you've gone to a Cracker Barrel? Oh, five or six years ago. Because I remember going to a Cracker Barrel probably not since I've been... It's got to be close to 20 years at this point. Really? Yeah. And I remembered why after I went there, but <laughs> dude, it was an hour. Yeah. I got a cheeseburger. It was it an hour. Takes a little like, while. Okay. And like there's literally one right outside of my hotel. Like it's right across right up the street from my hotel. Yeah. Um But I went there for lunch because my hotel room wasn't ready. So but the gift shops, I've, I always remember like going to the gift shop and it was all like old homie type stuff and like, you know, kind of trinkety, yeah. but like country-ish. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dude, they've got more fucking toys in this one that I just went to. I've never seen so many fucking toys in a, it, it was better than like Walmart. <laughs> That's where I, that picture I posted today. Yeah. The. Mega Dum Dums. <laughs> yep. That was a Cracker Barrel. That's a Cracker Barrel. No shit. Yeah. 
Oh my god. Right. So, so I I actually might hit the cracker barrel for uh, a little bit of Christmas shopping. <coughs> there you go. They got a crackle barrel right in Portland. Yeah, never been to that one. No, neither have I. I bet the service is quicker. Well, I mean that's not hard to do. <laughs> and this that... is one thing what one thing I've noticed lately that I, I don't know if it's just something because I picked up on it. Now it's the only thing I can fucking notice when I go to restaurants and stuff. Yeah. But the Cracker Barrel and where I went to Outback last night for dinner. It yeah. was the same thing where like I walked into Cracker Barrel and the old bag that was the hostess was sitting there talking to a another worker like not work related completely like I. A, I was able to stand there and wait for them to finish their conversation before servicing a customer. And like this, this sounds sort of pretentious and more like I'm more important, but it, I am because I'm paying for your job. Um, but like I walked up and they were like talking, she was talking about like her grandkids or something. Yeah. And they continued a solid three to four minutes while I just stood there. Y'all really? And then she was like, she just turned to me and she's like, oh, can I help you? I'm like, well, it says I have to be seated by you, so I guess so, yeah. yeah. And she was like, yep, just right this way, honey. And I'm like, what the? like?" <laughs> and this is like the fourth or fifth time I've noticed it, where like you go into a restaurant or go to a store and the workers are talking amongst each other not paying attention. Yeah. Like doing their job and i'm like what the fuck is going on like i i worked retail i worked in the food service business like you don't just ignore a customer because you're telling a fucking riveting story to your shithead co-worker <laughs> I, I mean it's like it's like anytime i come into to your work and like we'll stand there and shoot the shit and yeah. talk whatever as soon as someone walks up I'll stop talking yeah and let you talk to a paying fucking customer that is keeping the fucking lights on at your business exactly not that I'm not but I've also only spent the money I've already spent and I'm not going to spend any more and help someone else we're not like literally my day does not require me to finish this story before you help someone yeah but it's just like, where's your fucking awareness of like doing your actual job? Situational awareness. Yeah, and it wasn't even a millennial. Can't even call her a fucking millennial, but <laughs> she's, the, she's the reason millennials exist. Yep. I agree. Well, fella. It's, it's oh, Jesus. I kept you up past your bedtime. I know. You're going to be all right? Yeah, I'll be all right. I'll be all right. All right. Well, maybe maybe next next podcast we'll touch on some sports stuff. But Yeah, we needed a break. Need a little break before I just go on fucking tears. And... <laughs> Can't handle it. I agree. But we will... Uh... Appreciate everyone for listening. No doubt. 
and we will oh maybe crank out another one this week. I don't yeah. have much going on in the afternoons here, so Yeah, I don't see a problem with that. But we'll maybe get... a Fridays. That sounds good. Roll into the weekend. Yeah. Friday. Maybe a Friday Friday banger episode, although it's gonna be ghetto because we'll have to do it two phone style. <laughs> we can do that. We'll figure out something. Sounds good. All right, everyone. Well, appreciate you listening, and uh, you'll hear from us later this week. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Peace. Peace.